Unfolding the eternal excellences, the hidden insights of the truth and the depth of the riches of wisdom and knowledge. The Bible says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have not pointed to your weaknesses. He says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have pointed to your strength. And this is your strength, that I am Christ in you, the hope of glory. The glory of freedom, the glimpses into eternity. The gospel is not supposed to be an assumption. It's not supposed to be just a mere presupposition. Truth is older than language, but the word of God is way deeper than any human language. And now, Apostle Grace with the word. Psalms 46 is the mandate that I have this evening for you. Psalms 46, and I'm going to read a couple of verses, I believe from 1 to verses 5. Hallelujah. From the King James Version, the Bible says, God is our refuge and strength and a very present help in trouble. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Therefore, we will not fear Tell your neighbor, I will not fear because God is present in my time of trouble. Say it again. Say, I will not fear because God is present in times of trouble. The Bible says, though the earth be moved, though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, Though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swellings thereof, and he says, Selah. Selah. Think about it. So let go my soul and trust in thee. The heaven winds still know his name. So let go my soul and trust in thee. The waves of me still That's what he's saying. He says, though the mountains be moved, though the earth be removed, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, even though every mountain you're stepping on is shaking, the Bible says you'll not fear. You'll not fear. And it says that there is a river. <laughs> Woo! The streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. And the Bible says God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And the Bible says, God shall help her and that right early. God shall help her and that right early. Now, amazing as it is, my sermon is going to be around those two words. 
right alley. <laughs> and today I want to introduce you into a deeper dimension of answered prayer. A deeper dimension of answered prayer. Not only do I want to take time to explain it for you, but this evening I want to make a prayer in covenant with you that many of you who have not experienced this blessed experience, such wonderful glory from this evening, it shall be a continuous experience. It shall be a daily affair. Somebody shout amen. amen. Now remember I emphasize the word dimension, the deeper dimension of answered prayer. So we're not talking about just being answered in prayer. We're talking about a deeper dimension, an experience that somebody gets into. And perhaps I will give you uh, two portions of scriptures to help you understand what I'm saying, to help you interpret the spirit and heart of God. Now, Psalms 86 verses 7. And in there, I'm going to ask you a question after those two portions of scriptures. It says, in the day of my trouble, the psalmist says, I will call upon thee, for thou will answer me. In other words, if there is trouble, I call you and you, God, answer me. It's one experience. And I'll tell you, many believers across the world are functioning from this realm. It's a wonderful realm. It's a good place because it comes with the provisions of divine purpose. However, there's a higher calling. There's a higher place. That's where I want to invite you to, some of you. It's beautiful to know that I'm going to ask God and he will answer my prayer. I will talk to him and he will answer my prayer. Just a man who goes on a 20-day fast believing God for a miracle, financial miracle of healing, a miracle of progress and promotion. And when he prays, God what? Answers. And then there's a man in Isaiah 65 verses 23. He says, they shall not labor in vain, nor bring forth for trouble. For they are the seed of the blessed of the Lord and their offspring with them. Those kinds in verses 24, the Bible says, and it shall come to pass that before they call, he says, I will answer. And while they are yet speaking, I will hear. Catch somebody and tell them they're talking about me. Are you following what I'm saying? Now I know a realm where you can call on God and he will answer you. And you say, wow, I called upon the Lord and he heard my prayer. The psalmist sings it. But he has said, but there is a dimension where they will not labor in vain. Where they shall not bring forth for trouble. And there are the seed of the blessed of the Lord. And those kinds, the Bible says, 
before they go he said I will answer and while they are yet speaking I will hear let me show you how those people go to God they say I think I need a promotion and then they come in the presence of God and they say father and he says I know you want a promotion it's given <laughs> somebody shout hallelujah This year, I'm believing God for my... Then he finishes it for you. Your marriage, it's done. You feel pain. And you want to stretch your hand on that body. To speak healing on that body. And while you're stretching your hand, you feel the pain go. Somebody shout, Amen. What a glory. And he says it's possible. He says it's possible. Praise the Lord Jesus. Now, in my personal life experience, I have been so blessed that I was introduced to this realm very early in life. And I tell you something, ladies and gentlemen, this is a realm. It's a place. How did I know? I remember those times in my earlier life where God was teaching me the places of prayer and how he answers prayer. Of course, he has to first take you to the place of the certainty that you need of the Spirit. That's the essence of understanding the order of the Spirit. He says in Luke, when you understand the order of things, you will know the certainty of the things in which you've been instructed. Many of us are not sure of the way of the Spirit because we don't understand the order of the Spirit. But by the Spirit, there is an order. Hallelujah. And so, one of those days, I find that sometimes I'll be in a meeting and a preacher says, God is going to do this. And I raise my hands like this as I'm going to receive it and I'm out. It has already taken place. Hallelujah, child of God. And I started to realize that many a time I used to get things quicker. I used to receive answers faster than many people. Then I started to heal the sick. And I remember, and some of you have seen it in my healing services, where sometimes I come to a person and I'm going to lay hands on them and I remove my hand and I say, you're healed. Have you seen it? Oh, there are instances I walk to people and I say, get up and walk. There is no place where I have prayed. Why? Because the nudge in my spirit has heard by heaven the affirmation that before you ask me to heal, I heard and I have healed. Just declare the word of instruction for the person to catch up with where heaven is. It's beautiful when you start to examine your life and see what the Bible calls God going before you. That's what the Bible calls going before you. Hallelujah. That's what the Bible calls God going before you. I saw experiences, for example, and I'll give you one or two or three stories. One time there was a headphones I wanted. Headphones. 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 And so I was on flight to the US 
And so I desired them. And so when I took my flight, I landed and I told one of the people who were with that once we reach, kindly go to a shop, one of those shops that sells electronics and get me this kind of headphone. And this person agreed. And then we go to the place where we were to lodge. And there was a, one of our, my spiritual daughters. Hi, Papa. Hi. We greet each other. I see my room. And then she comes out in the living room or in a house. And then she says, I was getting on a flight and I had the spirit tell me that you need headphones. I got them for you. So I said, let me see. They were the... They were the exact headphones. Another time, I was driving one day and I noticed the car looking at me. And I couldn't help noticing it look at me, looking at it, looking at me. And so it passed my cobra de The next day, somebody brought the keys of a car exactly like the one that was looking at me. Before they call, the Bible says, I will answer. I'll give you another one if you want. One time there's a property me and my wife were looking for. So we set out to say, I think we need to get some brokers to help look for a property. And we identified a certain area where we wanted the property. Before we set out, somebody came with a land title and said, God has told me to give you. I said, wait, give, sell, give. you call see I, I want to transfer something here the Bible says before you call he said I will answer and while you're yet speaking he said I will hear and do while you're still speaking when I understood that realm even when I want something most of my time, my wife, my auntie who I live with, the boys who I live with can tell you, when I want something, it always finds me. To the detail that I could think, hmm, I misspoke. And that's the day. Somebody comes and says, I had bought you some pork. So the God who goes before you, anticipating your need because he knows that you're going to need it in the next two or three minutes and at the point when you turn to yearn for it heaven has already brought it on your door he's trying to tell you don't waste time praying for this you have higher things to talk about somebody shout hallelujah and for me now it's a daily experience 
It's a daily experience. It's a daily experience. God has always proved himself every time to go before me. To arrange everything the way I want it. That every time I come and I think I need, I find that the need has already been laid. Now, go back to what I was reading in the beginning of scripture when we're reading Psalms 46. The Bible says, rightly, Ali. Somebody shout hallelujah. God, he has said, will help her and that rightly, Ali. Not on time, rightly, Ali. <laughs> Not after she has prayed, rightly, Ali. He goes before you to make sure that by the time you say, ah, oh, he says, hey, 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 hey. I knew that in 2023, in November, you will need this thing. And I sent angels in June to make sure that by the time you come in November, what I had promised was already available for you. Somebody get a hold of this thing. Now I want you to imagine how many things are already waiting. I want you to imagine how many things now are being set forth, adjusting, aligning, establishing, planting themselves. For your sake. The Lord comes to me when I was in uh, Diamond Trust Bank then. And he tells me, I'm sending you to Hong Kong. I don't know anybody in Hong Kong. I don't know any person in Hong Kong. So I go on my personal savings, which I had saved for quite some months, and I get all that money. So I ask for leave. They grant me leave. When they grant me leave, so I go to sign my handover documents at the main office, the head office. And I sign for my, the main documents of handover. Some of them I was to sign at the head office. So when I was done, I'm going out of the bank and I'm slopping down on the steps and a woman meets me. Pastor, how are you? And I said, I'm fine. You are a blessing to me. She's a pastor's wife. And she, then she goes on and on to testify of what God has done for them and their marriage and no, no. Then she goes on and on and on and on and on. Then she asks me, where were you going? I told her, I just come to sign documents here. The Lord has sent me to go and preach the gospel in Hong Kong. She tells me, oh, my husband is in Hong Kong. Who has understood what I just said? I have not asked God, please connect me. No, I just told him, I don't know anybody. I didn't pray. I go out and the lady tells me my husband is in Hong Kong. She contacts him. And then she says, he says he'll be waiting for you the moment you land. This man met me the moment I went off the flight, took me for dinner and told me, I'm going to make sure of every altar I have the opportunity to preach. You preach. That's how I entered Hong Kong. <laughs> so I started preaching wherever this man had already planted. Somebody say, I receive it. And I understood the God that goes before me. 
That's how. That's how. Has anybody ever gone through a circumstance like this? Where you wanted something or you're looking for somebody. And the moment you're going out, you meet the exact person you wanted to meet. But for some of you, it only happens occasionally. God wants to take you to a place this evening, this evening, this evening. Where it will be a daily testimony because that's the life I live. I turn and I need a pen and somebody's already handing one over as a gift. I think that I need this and then somebody brings exactly what I need. In fact, my wife one time saw it over and over and over and got her woman money. Got out of her pocket and said, man of God, I partake. <laughs> Hallelujah. May people start blessing you because they see it evident on your life that before you call your God answers tonight it's impartational there's a person looking for somebody to work with right now and this coming week they are going to meet you and say we have been looking for you and they are going to give you an opportunity that you have not even asked of God. You perhaps desired it, but you left it somewhere on the cupboard out somewhere in a certain shelf. But it's going to translate in a few weeks, in a few months. This is going to be a daily experience for you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I can tell you story upon story. I remember when we had just started Fenero here, when you just shifted up here, we had very poor lighting. Very poor lighting. And we came here and did the math of how much light we needed here. And so me and Sylvia connected to a certain company to send an order for the lights we wanted. So we got this order we made, they sent an invoice. When they sent an invoice, a lady called Samantha walks here on a Wednesday night. They had just sent that invoice that evening. We were to send money the next day. She stood there, looked around like this and called me and said, Apostle Grace, I'm on the grounds. And I said, how are you? What are you doing on the grounds on Wednesday? God has convicted me that you need lights. <laughs> God has convicted me that you need lights. So I told her, they've just sent us an invoice. How much? This much. I'm paying it tomorrow morning. Before you call. trying to build some faith here. I remembered our first generator. One of those days, I was praying in the evenings. I was praying in the evenings and preparing for Thursday. That day. And in a vision, I saw electricity going off in the MTN arena. 
We have not experienced something like that before. So I call Pastor Brian and I tell him, I have seen by the spirit that electricity is going off this evening of service. So they organize a generator and plug it in just in time. So when electricity goes off, we are what? We can go on. Electricity went off. Immediately. About probably 7, 7.30, I think. Just going to poop in a few minutes. Electricity went off. They start the generator. One member remembers that God had appeared to him a few days before, telling him, showing him a vision that electricity was going off in the service. And he had told him to pay for a generator, the one we wanted. <laughs> so, when the electricity went off, confirmation. I said before you... could tell you story upon story, day upon day, month upon month, year upon year, where things have found me. And some even come, and listen, I've even seen things coming sometimes when I didn't need them, and I put them on a shelf there and I left them. And in one year or two, I realized this is why this person gave me this gift. I don't know whether somebody has ever been in that kind of circumstance. Somebody gives you, somebody gave me something that I needed in a year and a half. So every time I used to look at it, I want to either give it out, but I say, ah. Every time I want to, sometimes it gets lost. I keep telling myself, I want to give out this thing. After like a year and a half, I needed it. And I said, hey, this God knew that I needed something a year and a half. And sent an angel in advance to provide for it. That when the time comes when I need it, before I call, God has answered. And that's the problem God had with Israel. When Israel rebelled against that pattern. In Deuteronomy chapter 1, if you read from verses 26, and allow me to use the New Living Translation because it's one of those versions that sometimes expresses uh, certain things in such a way that I relate with because it's, I think, with simpler English is the closest to the King James translation, with simpler English. He says, but you rebelled against, verses 26 to show me one, but you rebelled against the command of the Lord your God and refused to go in. You complained in your tents and said, the Lord must hate us. That is why he has brought us here from Egypt to hand us over to the Amorites to be slaughtered. Now remember before, God tells them, I'm taking you to the promised land, flowing with milk and honey. So spies are, are sent there. When spies are sent there, they say, ah, yeah, yeah. The inhabitants of that land, my God, they eat people. They are big, they're giants, they're tall. And so these people are like, if God has sent us to go in such a place where the sons of Enoch are, the giants are, then we're in trouble. Why would he send us there? Are you following the story? So they couldn't go in because they were afraid. Where can we go? Verses 28. Our brothers have demoralized us with their report. 
They tell us the people of the land are taller and more powerful than we are, and the towns are larger with walls and rising high into the sky. Even so giants there are the descendants of Enoch. Verses 29, the Bible says, But I said unto you, don't be shocked or afraid on them. This is God telling them, The Lord your God is going to go ahead of you. He will fight for you just as you saw him in Egypt. Did you hear? The Lord your God is going ahead of you. I know that they are giants, but I am going to go ahead of you. I am not going with you for us to face them together. I am going to go ahead of you. He says he will fight for you. That means this God we're talking about goes in advance, clears the field for you so you get in. So you don't get intimidated because you have heard that the giants are here. But unfortunately, as disappointed as was God, the Israelites did not believe him. Can we continue? Verses 31. And you saw how the Lord your God cared for you all along the way as you traveled through the wilderness, just as a father cares for his children. Now he has brought you to this place. But even after all he did, he says you refused to trust the Lord your God. Who, again he has repeated, goes before you looking for the best places to camp, guiding you with a pillar of fire by night and a pillar of cloud by day. Going ahead of you, looking for the best places for you to come. What do I mean? You are going into a certain territory and God says, where will my servant sleep? What will my servant eat? Who will drive my servant? Oh! And he makes sure everything is settled. And after making sure everything is settled, he brings you in. And then you get intimidated because it's a big territory. You get intimidated because you didn't go to school. You get intimidated because you have lower credentials than the people that have been appointed along with you. You get intimidated because maybe it's people of a different color and, and the tribes are affluent and you think, ah, I, I don't think I fit here. And God says, no, no, no. By the time I said you're going to UN. Hey, okay. By the time I said that I'm taking you into this business venture, I knew how many clever people were there. I knew how many skilled people were there. I knew how well equipped they were, how armored they were, how protected they were, how influential they were. And I made sure that I would prepare the ground for you, that by the time you come, you are introduced right. Somebody shout amen. amen. The God that goes before you. He whispers your name in their ears early. That when you come, you come as thunder. You're intimidated inside because the sufficiency is not of you. As of to think of anything by you. But he has already laid the plane because the sufficiency is of God, which has made us ever ministers of the covenant. So you enter that interview without intimidation. Knowing very well, he has set the hearts of men to agree with the course of my answers. And only in the jurisdiction 
of my conviction will they ask? And then they start asking the questions you know, only the ones you know. How can you fail an exam? How can you fail an exam when this God can go before you uh, and tell you what they are going to say? Comes whispers in your ears in the night and says, this is where you're going. How can you fail? Somebody shout hallelujah. Touch somebody gently and tell them there are people planning for my good. And God sent them early. Say it, God sent them early. Say God sent them early. Say whatever trouble lies ahead of me. God has appointed help. Hey. He has appointed help. These are the confessions of my spirit. He has appointed help. Right Ali. <laughs> right Ali. So the Lord, because they refused to respond to his pattern, he had their complaining and became very angry. So he solemnly swore, none of you from this wicked, he called them a wicked generation, will live to see the good land I swore to give your ancestors. Except who? Caleb the son of Jephunneh. For he will see this land because he has followed the Lord completely, 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 completely. Not in part. And then he also later mentions uh, Joshua. Now these ones will make it because they understand me. Where do you think Joshua and Caleb would get the boldness to say, we can take over? They're giants, but we can take over because they had a fixed vision of what God had already done in the spirit. Hallelujah, somebody. Such confidence had they toward God that God cannot send them in a place where he has not ordained. Oh, I'm not ready for marriage. Yes, you might never be ready for marriage, but God is ready. <laughs> I'm not ready for a big ministry, but God is ready. God, will I handle? He says, I will handle. You see that kind of answer? But God, will I manage this? He said, God says, I, I, I have already fixed it. So there's nothing for you to manage. There is nothing for you to handle. I told you whether you want it or not this evening. <laughs> this evening. You enter. I said you enter. I said you enter. Every step of my way. I've seen the guiding of the spirit. Lead me to places that have already been furnished. Provided for. For my advantage. What a world to live. What a world to live. Now leave the things that help us along the way. 
Let's talk about the things that touch our mandate. Do you know what it's like for you to open your spirit in communion with God in the pattern of contemplation and revelation or insight was ready. It was ready for you. It's not a place of agitating your spirit and trying to press through to attain. But it's already lingering over you as you fell before manna. Not only has it raised your place of expectation, but it awakens your mind to the seriousness of God on your life because you see him give you more that you can earn by yielding because it's prevenient grace working it's the soonness of wisdom that critical faculty that arrests you to align you to purpose and course even before you seek to know what the next step is for your life. Those are the people you find turning in the right direction when God is calling intercessors because they know the position of the wind and where they must face. They know the wisdom of the locusts. It can't blow them backwards to try to turn when the wind is blowing, no. They're already aligned and positioned right. So when the wind starts blowing, forward they go. And they fly faster because they're streamlined to the direction of divine purpose. Such people move quicker than many. Because many are hindrances in life. That's the direction we are found when we start to fly. When the winds of the Spirit start blowing us into purpose. And so struggling is not necessarily the place of not being able to take off. But I have seen that even those which are in the tide are struggling because their winds were found in the wrong angle. So everybody evidently can see that they are flying. But they don't seem to see where they are going. And so they carry some uncertainty a discomfort of the soul. And any man who prays understands this. The discomfort that I cannot tell what's going to happen next week or next year. Yet I know that his wind is with me and he's blowing me to the course of my destiny. But yet in that same world, there's a man or woman who not only is in the same tide, but he knows the next phase. Such people tell their future so easily. Wasn't it the primal ministry of the Holy Spirit? Not only to teach you all things, but to show you the things that must come. Must come. Must come. When God is releasing things on the earth, He's a God of periods and timetables. And I've realized that certain men catch revelations faster than others. There's a minister I know who I think taught for 25 years around there, 25 or close to 25, 30 years of his active ministry. 
where he should have burned so bright. But he beheld another realm. He wasn't off completely, but the council was not full. But after 25, I think, to 30 years, 27 to 30 years, I think, the council came full. Now he's like a baby who has just awoken up to such a reality of revelation that some people have been walking in for 20 or 30 years. And the frustration of how many mistakes I have made, I would think to myself, you'd think, because I didn't know this. And what I could have been if those last 27, 30 years of my active ministry, I knew this and they can't undo it. It's a more painful thing in the end of your days to start breaking the things you built because you realized that they were not it. Then you start building a fresh hole. Bless the Lord that you have come in contact with the truth because some are going to live that life to the end of their age, of the age, and they've not connected to the truth as they ought to receive it. Every dispensation comes with its provisions of revelation. The Bible says in the last days, knowledge shall be increased. What does that mean? There is revelation available for 2023. In this age, it's a span, it's a window, it's a cycle. And for those of us which are alive, either can catch it, see it, get a hold of it and run with God. But also it happens in the same times where certain people are connected to all dispensations. Dispensations that were given in the time either of their immaturity or ignorance. And here I'm not intending to disqualify those that go before us. No. I'm trying to emphasize that even in the hours to come, when what has been revealed in this age as folds and a new scroll is open in the next dispensation if Christ is not back and we're not on earth, I can assure you another generation will begin with our ignorance and know. There will be a better version of who we were. But God forbid that in that time they can only write by what we had. There must be an improved version of what God has released in our dispensation. So what about those who are still in 2023, but have not yet connected to what God is doing. In fact, they are calling it false. The wind is blowing. And some are still being carried, but they don't know where they're going. Hallelujah. Imagine this in your place of prayer. Whenever you enter into the presence of God, God says, don't ask. The readiness of your spirit in this positioning qualifies you to receive before you ask. That means your place of prayer is not a place of asking. It's a place of worship. It's a place of worship. Because God is available every day pouring out to you. When you enter that place, it humbles you. Because not many people know the glory that comes and beauty of God speaking to you. And you know 
that he's not only speaking what's ancient, but as new as well. The Bible says, there's a scribe which is instructed in the kingdom of heaven and is likened unto a man which is an householder, which brings us forth out of his treasure, things both new and old, to know that the God speaking to me is not only of old speaking things ancient, but he's telling me things new. He's telling me things new. One man said, one thing that I long for, one thing that I've desired is that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, beholding his beauty and inquiring in his courts. That's the beauty I'm talking about. It's called the beauty of his holiness. The beauty of his holiness. It's indescribable. Because just then come to minister to your emotional world. No. He comes to reveal the deeper things of his person. So you know him. And you may never be able to explain him to the language that is given by men, but you know him. Why? Because every time you come, it's already available for you. So it's thanksgiving and worship. It's thanksgiving and worship. It's a place of rest you don't bring forth to trouble. Because you're the seed of the blessed of the Lord. Hallelujah, child of God. Hallelujah. The mystery of faith reveals even deeper. Because they say faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And in this, I'm not saying that you don't yield, you don't sit by the word. No, you do sit by word but the expressions of faith acting in your life, operating on your spirit are exceptional because it's as though God amplifies every step of your faith. And you see a more effectual life of ministry. And the things other people struggle with, you don't struggle with the things they contend for in the spirit, you are not in a place of contention. It's indeed the rest of them which believe. And that is why he charged the children of Israel, expressing his disappointment that they could not believe that far. This is a place of faith. You must enter it. You must awaken, tune and set your consciousness. But whenever you will need it shall be available for you. And every time you enter the presence of God, you don't enter to seek out. You enter with thanksgiving and worship, persuaded that that's your place, that's your provision. Every time you enter, it shall avail. It's a very blessed experience to enter because it changes the way you commune with the Holy Spirit. It changes the way the things of the world communicate to you. It changes how the days and years and months speak to you. Every realm, every day, every cycle of your life that you enter, you enter it with full provisions and the glory that comes to undergird your Lord. Bible says it's a portion of your cup. He maintains 
your lot. Hallelujah. Your lot is maintained. Your lot is maintained because it's a portion of your inheritance. You cannot worry that I will miss my opportunity. You cannot worry, oh, I will miss my spouse. So I will miss my door. I will miss my window. How can you miss it when he went before you to prepare it for you? That's what he was saying in Psalm 16 verses 5. He says that the Lord is a portion of my inheritance and my cup and you maintain my lot. Whatever is ascribed to my identity in the spirit realm, it's not already only positioned, but it's also activated to function at my appearance. That there be no struggle, no strife in my steps. That's the life of godly success. It's not measured at the end of your life. It's at every phase of your story. And when you reached here, help was available. When you entered there, help was available. When I graduated, I came out of my father's house and the spirit told me, go on the street towards the newspaper vendor. Now in my head, I thought, maybe I'm going to buy newspapers to look for jobs. While I'm in the middle of that road, going to the newspaper vendor, a woman parks. She knew me since I was a child. Said, how are you? I'm fine. What are you doing with yourself? Just graduated. Come tomorrow and we talk. That's how I got a job. My first job. And while I was working there, it was probably a uh, June months after one or two years working there. There was another young man I was working with called Godfrey. And I had the voice. I was actually in my father's living room. And they were reading news. And they show this new bank green in color. And the spirit of the Lord tells me, I've prepared a job for you there on November 1st. So I walked to my friend Godfrey. I tell him, you know what? November, I'll be out of here. Huh? You want to quit? I told him, no, I don't want to quit. I'm working on the purpose. June, July, August, September, October, I'm called in for an interview. And I do my interview. I've said this story once before. After doing my interview, my boss, the HR, Martha, and I think somebody else here, they call me and say, you are among the top performers. In fact, you perform more than all, but your interview papers are missing. So I want to hire you, but what will we put before the executive committee to prove that you actually did an interview? He said, what? I told the lady, give me up to tomorrow, you'll find my papers. Why? Because the spirit had already spoken that November first, I was entering this bank, KCB. So I went to sleep early that day because I was disturbed. Now, trouble had come. So I wake up about, I think midnight around that time to a vision. And in a vision, a demon spirit had removed my paper off the table. Now, you don't need to believe me. It had removed my paper off the table. I could see it spiritually. It was like a shape of a monkey. Little black thing. 
big eyes. I could see it even now I know the vision. I can draw it with a pencil. And so by the Spirit, God carried me there and showed me where my paper was hidden. That fallen somewhere. And in the Spirit, I walked to this devil. Stood up physically, but in the Spirit realm, I'm in war. I tell the Spirit, you get my paper and put it back on that table. Put it there. The next day, my employer calls me and says, we found the paper on the table. Can you believe it? I told them I know. <laughs> Somebody say, God, go before me. So it was, I did my work towards the end. Again, it was about a June date, July date. I called the lady I was supervising. I'd seen the future very clearly. I told her, Stella, I'm leaving November. And you're going to sit in my office. You're going to be promoted to this office. Amen. Exactly as I had spoken it. The exact date. Again, the first week of November, the next bank called me. Finished there. Again, worked to a November date. Given my resignation. Started preaching the gospel. My days have been organized because I design every appointment God has set before me for my advantage. It's every aspect of my life. Every aspect of my life is governed by that principle. Even the slightest, smallest little thing. I could think of somebody and I say, I think I need to speak to that person. And they come calling, Papa, are you looking for me? Because that's the experience should be for every believer. Some of you, you have missed the right turn. You bypassed the right doors. You didn't open the right windows in the spirit. You were blind to the portals that were available for you. Because you were not elevated enough in faith to see with the eyes of faith the God that goes before you. That is why this mind is an important aspect. It says, with my mind I serve the law of God. Don't underestimate the world of imagination. These images you put in your spirit sometimes are not conjured by your carnal nature. When you understand how to position yourself in the way of faith, you'll find that most of the things that are playing in your spirit are actually intimations by God telling you what he has already ordained ahead of you. If it is good, if it is pure, if it is lovely, if it is of good report, if it has any praise, he says, think on these things. What does verses 9 say? He says, those things which ye have both learned and received and had and seen in me do. And he says, and the God of peace shall be with you. So the consequence of that experience is the peace of God that passes all understanding. You find that he, whatever lies ahead of you, you have the peace of the Spirit. Because you know your days 
are ordered of God. Trouble comes and you know it's there. But you see beyond it. Because you know the God who went right early. Marakote bradegazo. Isaiah 45 verses 2. He says, I will go before thee. Hallelujah. And make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the gates of brass and cut in sunder the bars of iron. He says, I will give thee, this is before you. This, all of this is before you. I will give thee the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places that you may know that I, the Lord, will call thee by thy name and the God of Israel. Which call thee by thy name and the God of Israel. He says, I will give thee the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places. This is not just money. It's not gold, silver, or fear. It's wisdom. And everything it comes with. Hallelujah. Ascend into it by faith. Carry this consciousness every day. Exercise your spirit. Exercise your spirit for this to be a daily experience of your life. You'll be amazed. You will be amazed. Everything you need will come before you ask for it. That every time you go in the presence of God, you'll feel guilty to mention certain things because of the consciousness that has been awakened to the reality of his purpose, his full counsel to follow him completely. To follow him completely. That's the life that I live. That's the thing I see every day. And each day grows more beautiful. I find that I don't have time to ask for things. I find that every time I'm in his presence, I seek all of him because I know what he has done ahead of me. Some of you, you're worried for nothing. You're worried for nothing. You're fearing for nothing. The days ahead of you, the worlds ahead of you are already furnished for your good. You might not be able to relate to it because of your present circumstances. But why has this word come? He says, we are God's workmanship. Can you read the Amplified Version, Ephesians 2.10? He says, we are God's workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, born anew. Now let's continue. You have it on the screen. Born anew, that we may do those good things which God predestined, planned beforehand for us, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time, that we might, that we could, 
that we may, that we should walk in them. And this is what he emphasizes, living the good life, which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. Say, I will not suffer. Because my destiny is prearranged. From the day I was born, I see that a reality for me. I'm in that consciousness every day. And my life has been arranged. It's a story. It's clear. Every step till the day I ascend to heaven in glory, it's all ordained by God. I can't miss anything. I will not miss anything. Glory to God. Glory to God. Woo! Open your mouth and let's pray for a few minutes. Connect to this. Amazing the things you do, all that you've done amazes me. Amazing the things you do, all that you've done has made me pray. I will magnify your name, your steadfast love amazes me. The things you do, no man can do. Jehovah, your soul amazing. I will magnify. Your steadfast love amazes me the things you do no man can do to hover your soul amazing
for you. Somebody raise your hands in the heavens. Father, a word has gone out this evening as was given by the chief musicians for the sons of Korah. The scripture said it was a song of Alamoth with a promise that not only will you be our present help in trouble, but that you will appear right early. You're the God that goes before us. And I pray for every man and woman and the child and the sound of my voice that from today, may this be an everyday experience, every hour experience, every minute experience. May you see God go before you to appoint, to establish, to ordain, to plant to build for your sake in every aspect of your life and more so in your relationship with him. Tonight your faith elevates and you shall leave testimony upon testimony to fulfill the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. People will look at you and testify. <laughs> Woo! Somebody receive it. And testify that with this man, with this woman, something remarkable has marked her or him that at every turn of his need, 
we have seen a provision appointed early. That will be so and not otherwise. Clap your hands like you do stand. Take a minute and celebrate Jesus. Just take a minute. Take a minute. Come on. Come on. Your faith makes you whole. Your faith heals you. Come on. Come on. Come on. Celebrate Jesus. Masabla de Gazo. Rasombra de Gatalapa. Esalalebos. Rasombra de Gato. Erika Sombra de Gatalapa. Thank you, Holy Ghost. If you're here and you're not born again, and you say, as you are speaking, man of God, I felt that I need to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Repeat this as after me from your heart. Say, Father, I thank you for Jesus. Today, my heart has decided to trust in him. I believe that Jesus died for my sins and was raised for my glory. Today, I receive you, Jesus, as my personal Lord and Savior. I'm born again. Amen.